What is going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Over a Brew. Uh, in today's episode, I'm sitting across my friend, my dear homie, my bud, Jonathan Mercado, also known as Rico J on all social platforms. I'm very excited for this episode because I get to dive a little bit deeper and share with you all who Jonathan Mercado is and a little bit about his story and some of his successes, struggles, and everything that he's gone through. So uh, super excited. Welcome. Yo, what's up, bro? Uh, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me to be part of your podcast. Um, excited to share, curious to know what your questions are. Um, but overall, just happy that we get to share some more moments together, bro. It's always a good time, whether it's a conversation or a project that we work on. Um, always, always a good time, brother. Super excited, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Of course. Anytime, bro. Awesome. Well, let's start off with uh, the people that don't know you, some of my followers that possibly don't know who you are. Um, share a little bit about who's Rico, who's Jonathan, and uh, what you do. Yo, so um, for those of you that don't know who I am, um, I'm at RicoJ underscore on all social media platforms, whether it's Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, Snapchat, whatever you did, whatever it is that you're on, uh, that's what I go by. Um, my full name is Jonathan Rico Mercado. Rico is kind of a middle name that was developed through the years, more of a nickname uh, than anything. Um, me, myself, I'm a mortgage lender by day. I'm also a content creator, uh, public figure, um, just overall uh, a guy that likes messing with media and, and, and loves, you know, just editing, anything creative, anything creative I have probably touched. Um Born and raised in Oxnard, I am 25, and yeah. Well, you mentioned that you, you know, you've dabbled into anything that is creative, right. anything that is, you know, whether it's editing a video, mm-hmm. whether it's trying to sell a loan or mm-hmm. sell a home. Yeah. Um, well, let's start off with how'd you get into creativity at a young age? So I was introduced to, well, there's two... Well, there's two kind of uh, there's two ways that I was introduced to it. I mean, the the main thing and the first one was uh, dancing and music. Uh, both my parents are professional dancers. Uh, growing up, they were very very involved in dance com- competitions, um, uh, being a p- performers, uh, dancing locally, being sponsored by uh, Bacardi, uh, Pepsi, um, traveling through Southern California um, to do shows. And just uh, being driven by their passion of music. Um, so that was what initially sparked my interest and my creativity in any kind of creative sector. Um, also, one of my cousins, uh, big shout out to Omar. Um, he's from Mexico City. Uh, he is a documentary um, filmmaker, director. I don't know exactly his title. So, bro, if you're listening to this, do not fucking chop. Oh, excuse me. Do not <laughs> chop okay. me up. Don't chop me up. Um, but he makes documentaries, and he's the one who introduced me to cameras and how to use cameras and do all that stuff. So um, it comes from both. It comes from both. And then also, I have a cousin here, man, So uh, that's an artist, my cousin Claudia. Um, she's been an artist. She does sculptures, and, and that's where my interest for art was triggered. And I've just been blessed to, to be surrounded by nothing but artists in my family and, and creatives, man. So that's that's where it came from. Nice, nice. Well, you mentioned a little bit about your parents, you know, growing up, opening 
your eyes to dancing. Mm -hmm. What role would you say your parents had in your life uh, growing up? How important were they in, you know, in who you are now? Oh, they're extremely important, bro. Um, one thing that I always say is that I love my parents with everything in me. They allowed me from a very young age to have my own opinion, to have kind of dress the way I wanted to, talk the way I wanted to, be the person that I wanted to be, obviously always remembering my morals and values. Um, but they were very, um, very open to letting me be me. And that's one thing that I truly appreciate. Like one example that I'll give is a lot of times I see in families that the parents choose where the kids and where everybody's going to go out to eat on a Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't like that in my house. It was like one weekend the kids choose, one weekend the parents choose, one weekend the kids choose, one weekend the, the parents choose. So they really allowed us to, to choose. And, and it, something as little as choosing what you're going to eat as a family is big because that's the time that you're going to share together. That's the, yeah. a meal that you're going to share together. And to me, it's like a big thing, right? It, it's a very big thing. And um, they allowed us to do that. And... I believe that growing up, as long as we stayed in line with what they required, which was good grades in school and doing what they said, they really let us do anything we wanted. Um, there wasn't really any blocks to, you can't listen to this kind of music, you can't listen to that kind of music. Like I was uh, always very able to, to be myself, and that plays a big role in, in who I am today. Always very strict, I'll tell you that. My parents were very strict, made sure that I never fell out of line, but... <laughs> Also, they, they, they let me be me and they allowed me to make mistakes. That's and then awesome. they taught me lessons. And then they said, you see, well, you if you if you run in, uh, if you're running really fast, you're going to hit a wall. And they let me hit that wall. And then afterwards, they go pick me up and they say, hey, look, this is why you shouldn't do that. You know, that's it. that's awesome. I think that in today's world, we need that. Yeah. You know, we need to fall. Right. And we have to have those people in our lives, especially our parents who yeah. pick us, pick us up and let us know hey you messed up here yeah. here's what i think you should have done differently mm -hmm. and it's important because even that small thing of you falling or hitting a wall or making a mistake or or failing in school mm -hmm. helps you be the person that you are now correct yeah well i don't know how deep i can go into you know your relationship with your parents how how deep can i go just ask bro ask and i'll tell awesome awesome well you and I know, I mean, you've shared with me your story yeah. uh, growing up, how your parents, you know, ended up, um, you know, cutting their marriage yeah. and going separate ways. Yeah. How did that impact you? Um, that was that was, I have to say, one of the most difficult things I've ever experienced in my life, man. Um, just imagine seeing the, the couple that you thought was perfect. Just imagine seeing the, the couple that you use in as, as an example to what you wanted to have in the future. Um, all of a sudden just boom we don't want to be together anymore i mean i knew there was issues but um i never thought that it would be like oh my parents are gonna divorce uh now i see it and now i'm very happy that they did that because they're both happy my father's happily you know in another relationship i support him 100 percent. i love my father my mom is a lot more happy she just breathes different she walks different she talks different so extremely happy about that but it was um uh i didn't know how much it affected me until i attempted being in a relationship mm. um when I attempted being in a relationship, and mind this, my parents split up right when I turned 18. So it always felt like, oh, you guys planned it? <laughs> you guys waited till I was 18? But um, I respect it. I respect yeah. it. I, I learned to uh, let go of that, right? But I found it very difficult to for me to even be able to open up. And to this day, it still affects me because it's hard for me to trust. It's very hard for me to trust. So in order for someone to gain my trust, it takes years. It takes a very long time for someone to get my trust. And then if anybody does anything and, and I, for some reason, see that that trust is kind of uh, 
in a in a way if i if i see that they move a little funny it really affects me and i'm like oh i step back and i'm like okay closed door no more mm-hmm. um so it really affected me in that sense uh for relationships man i cannot i don't want to say i have trust issues because i don't but it's very difficult for me to trust um and i'm just like i'm i'm scared of going through that i'm scared of going through through a relationship where things don't work out and both parties fall out of love at the same time and it's difficult because i feel like in relationships we fall in love and out of love consistently i feel like that's something and i'm not saying that i'm correct but i believe this is my thought and when two parties fall out of love at the same time that's why divorces happen that's why breakups happen um a lot of times in an argument it's usually one side that's saying no let's stay together and the other side that's thinking like like oh f this i don't want to be in this relationship anymore unfortunately my parents were both on that f this i don't want to be in a relationship anymore so they went their separate ways man but um but yeah it was it was tough man it was tough and and like i said to this day it still affects me in in specific areas of my life but it's something that we have to understand that it happens it's part of life and we can't allow that to determine who we are as people and we can't allow that to determine our our uh, our future and it's something that i'm even learning to this day man i'm still trying to trying to get over that uh like i said i thought when i when it first happened i thought it wasn't gonna affect me i was like oh well i knew this was coming it's like you know that something's coming but you don't know what it's gonna feel like until it happens mm-hmm. and then it happens you're like oh shit what do i do where do i go how do i what the hell like it was it was bad man it was bad i mean i had some really bad times uh really really dark moment in my life but luckily i'm here and i'm still alive and i'm kicking Yes, I'm super. I'm proud of you, bro. I'm proud of Appreciate you because that. that's something that is not easy to get over. Yeah. Especially like you mentioned, seeing uh, a couple and admiring them and really wanting that in your life, and then you just see it not crumble, but splitting up and, yeah. and starting their own world all over again. Yeah. Would you say that? Um, I know you mentioned that they it really impacted you. Would you say when when it first happened, it really struck you or throughout the time you find you realize wow that really impacted me in such way i didn't know immediately bro as i mentioned i didn't know immediately that i was gonna hurt me um i was kind of numb during that time uh something i don't really share a lot but during that time i was not talking to my father i didn't talk to my dad for about two years of my life Uh, we just had a broken relationship unfortunately we had we didn't see eye to eye for a lot of things and i was at that age where i was like well i'm not gonna let my father tell me what to do i was really really ballsy um we both made a mistake in that uh which we fixed and we're now very very cool he's my best friend my father's my everything my mother's my everything but um i didn't know to what level it affected me until like i said the relationship thing comes up and then friendships come up and then realizing how closed i now am in comparison to how i used to be um it was tough, man, because I didn't really feel it until like two or three years later after yeah. everything settled because I was the one that was doing everything, man. I was there with my mom. I was there with my dad. It was just, it was weird, man. It was weird. I didn't feel it. I was numb. I, I don't, I can't remember the feeling until, like I said, two or three years later is like, oh shit, my parents are divorced. Yeah. I am now part of the broken family group. Like my, I come from a broken family now. Yeah. And um, that's when it started kind of getting to me and I remember, man, it was sometimes hard for me to sleep. It was sometimes hard for me to sleep, but I didn't allow that. I understood that I needed to mourn that. I needed to feel that so that I can grow from it. And um, 
what I learned is is what not to do in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I then started analyzing, uh, analyzing how my parents' relationship went. And I saw where my mother had flaws. I saw where my father had flaws. And I believe that I've learned so much from that relationship that I, I became obsessed with relationships. Obsessed to the point where I was reading books. I was reading articles. Wow. I was looking up videos on YouTube, how to fix a marriage, how to do this, how to do that. So I became obsessed with knowing how to manage a relationship with a husband and a wife. And and I feel like it taught me a lot because now it, it helps me prepare to become that better man for my future wife, for my future family. Beautiful. It really allows me to do that, man, because I'm one of the biggest fears that I have is a divorce in my future because right. I will not allow that to repeat in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're here to, to fix things and make things better. So um, that's something that, that I guess a good that came from it, right? Like yeah. I said, I became obsessed with knowing how relationships work and how to fix them. And um, that came from it, man. But yeah, like I said, it was it was tough. It was really it was a really hard time in my life. Those two, three years later after it is funny because it doesn't hit you until after. Yeah. Um, but luckily, I'm, I'm, I'm good now, man. And something I've come to accept and. I love my parents, man. They're cool. They're really cool. They're awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. Yes. You, yeah. you know them, brother. They're, they're, so they're goofs. Yes. I love them. <laughs> yeah, she calls me her guarito. That's yep. funny. <laughs> yeah, that's my mommy. Um, well, you know, shifting gears and talking a little bit, continue to talk about, you know, how your parents splitting up and the process that you went through. Right. Within that time frame, were you into any creativity? Were you doing videos as you're doing now? Or were you shooting? Like, what were you doing? I was focused on my career as a teller. Nice. <laughs> I was working Where? at I was working at Wells during that time, dude. I was so focused on my we career. We all worked a, at Wells. Everybody did, bro. That's how we all met. But uh, I was focused focused on my career at Wells as a teller. Um, I started getting into photography, and photography to me became a therapy. Which, if you haven't seen this man, it's work. This man's work my is awesome. Photography work. It's okay, man. I haven't it's... touched a camera like that in a very long time. So. But still, he it was good. Yeah, appreciate that, bro. Thank you so much. Um, so I got into photography, car photography, and then uh, a lot of boudoir photography, um, a lot of sexy stuff, man. I just really enjoyed it. It was it was a way for me to get out these emotions, um, it, it, in a safe and right way rather than exploding mm-hmm. um the photography really also dancing bro as you know i, I love salsa dancing bro mm-hmm. so the music to me was therapeutic bro I, w- I would look for avenues to help me get that emotion out and a lot of it was through music um photography anything that challenged my creativity because i feel like it kept me interested in something and it kept my mind running so mm-hmm. Um, that's what I was doing during that time, dude. And like I said, focused on my career, man. Focused on my career. I took that job very serious, man. I was the teller. I was like the freaking mer- If you were banking at Wells on Esplanade during like that 2012 time, <laughs> like you knew that I was the merchant teller. Okay. So I took it very serious, man. And I was just, um, I was just looking, I was finding myself, I feel, because I felt lost, man, for yeah. a little bit. I was trying to find myself. What do I want to do with my life? Like, so I explored all these other avenues like like photography, videography, and, you know, and then I got even into cinematography that I love, dude. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was doing during that time. That's that's cool, man. That's cool. How, when did you actually get into making videos, skits, you know, YouTube and who inspired you to get into that? Um, I started making videos, YouTube videos. Uh, dang. I think it was two or three years ago on YouTube when I started my YouTube channel. Um, as far as skits, uh, my first skit was with Chimmy in November of... It's going to be two years now. Okay. 
This November is going to so be I remember when you talked about that. Yeah, my buddy Chimmy, he's the one who invited me, um, which big shout out to him because if really if it wasn't for him inviting me to that shoot, I would have never really started making those videos probably. Um, I knew I wanted to do it, but it was all talk. <laughs> so who knows, maybe I'd barely be starting. So shout out to that guy for, for just kind of giving me that little push. Um, but I was inspired by LeJuan James, bro. I mean, you know this. Like, mm-hmm. I love that man's work. I don't know why he's not as active anymore. You know, he's probably know, busy being yeah. married. Being LeJuan. LeJuan, whatever he's doing. But being shout out to him. Also, shout out to his parents, bro. His parents are freaking amazing. They're you super met them, sweet. Right? I did, I did. I met him last year at Hispanicize event. Um, they're super sweet, bro. Super, super sweet. I love hugging his mom, bro. She's got the coolest hugs in the world. Like, they're warm. <laughs> like, that's a mom hug. Um, but anyway, man, yeah, LeJuan James really inspires me. Some of the other people that I really like in the industry are, um, I think this man is extremely underrated. Jay Valentino, this guy's level of creativity is freaking over the top. Which this reminds man, me, I saw the video. Yeah, it just that, came out of yes, the video with him and Jimmy. Funny. Yeah. Um, this guy's creativity is insane, bro. This guy is literally the man that shoots, the man that edits, the man that makes the music, the man that sings in the song, the man that comes up with the with the idea, the man that like literally he does every single thing in that video he's doing. Um, and that's something that I truly admire, man. That's this man is a hustler. Like he he's out there. Um, I love his work. I also love uh, Legends' work is very funny as well. Uh, Jay Mendoza, um, Oscar Miranda, um, who else? Uh, there's a bunch of names in the industry, bro. A bunch of names in the industry. Those are just to name a few. Mexican Ways as well, bro. Come on. Mexican Ways too. Those guys are amazing. Uh, that guy Chewy, he does some really cool things. So um, I think uh, we get to a point where it's like uh, we motivate each other, man. Uh, yeah. We motivate each other and inspire each other to continue creating content. Sure, laughter and, you know, those good things. But the person who initially inspired me was was uh was Lejuan. and then also you bro you know noticing that wow. you're a one-man you. team and that you're out here always always doing your thing and, and and really not giving up i mean you do slow down a lot which i noticed yeah. but i understand that it's because you're focused on your career as well and mm-hmm. hey we gotta pay the bill somehow so we do. Yes. I, I feel that bro. that's why i, I kind of shut down this year too because we gotta pay the bills we gotta focus on what's making money for us so i'm lucky to be surrounded by people like you as well bro because you're just you're always trying to create something and that's super cool um but yeah it's it's just other people in the industry bro but lejuan was the person that that really opened that creative door for me i was like shit dude everything he's doing is relatable like what in the flying front door dude like come on man like like he has one where he did i think with burger king or mcdonald's uh which one where he's driving he's driving by and then he's he's in the back seat and he's like mom mom let's go i want a hamburger i want a burger and then the mom's like like and then there's like a two for one sale i think it's i think it's burger king no i think it's burger king it's a whopper okay he's like oh no it's a two for one sale and then she's like all right cool and then i guess she ends up getting them and she only gives him one or there's a three for two or something like that she only gives him one and then he and then the mom takes two and it's just funny bro it's a funny uh it's a funny one, but yeah, this guy's, you know, he's, he's creative. He, and it's all, it looks, it's creative, bro. And it looks a little budget, but that's what I like about it. Like, it looks like he's shooting it on his phone, but I enjoy it. Cause it looks fun. It looks like he's enjoying what he's doing. No, I, I agree with you. It looks like something that you and I can do that anyone can do. And re- regarding that, that video, it reminded me of me growing up Yeah. because I used to tell my mom, we go, we'd go shopping, right? Yeah. And on the way home, for some reason, we would all be hungry. Yeah. And But she would buy us things. Maybe she'll buy us a pair of shoes uh-huh. for school or whatever. And she'll be like, oh, si quieres, quieren comer? 
pues meten en mordidas a sus zapatos. Like, she would tell me that. Or she, yeah. en la casa de frijoles. Yeah. And my brother, Hector, he used to say, oh, quiero Carl's Jr. Y le, ella dice, oh, ¿quieres ir a Carl's Jr. para comer frijoles? Yeah. Aquí vive al otro lado. Yeah. It's like funny little things like that that remind me of my childhood. Yeah. And I really take my hat off for these people who are doing these creative te- things like you. Yeah. You know, the, the things that you're doing that's very relatable especially in the Hispanic community. Uh-huh. And also Chimmy. I, I think that there are local stars yeah. that are, you know, in the horizon and, and looking to, you know, become the next Lejuan James. Right. And maybe Lejuan James is saying, you know what, let me take a step back so these people can actually step into the spotlight and right. do what I was doing. No, I still miss that guy, though. Oh, man, that guy's funny. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I perceive it as meeting him and you making like a skit with him or something like that. That's the goal, man. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great, man. That's great. Well... Saying on this topic and talking about skits and YouTube, I want to dive more into your mindset mm-hmm. as to when, like, what clicked in your mind to say, I'm going to pick up a camera and make a video. I'm going to put myself out there mm-hmm. regardless of what happens. I'm just going to put myself out there and just do me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just uh, it's a thing that I just, I just say, I just say, fuck it, dude. I just say I want to do something and I do it, man. I'm not gonna be the person that's gonna say, "Well, what if I would have tried it, or what if I would have done it, or what if this, or what?" No, 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 fuck that shit, dude. I'm about the mentality that's that's. I'm self motivated. I I motivate myself to go out and do it, man. Just go out and do it. Pick up the camera and shoot. When I started my podcast, I'm sorry. When I started my 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 uh, uh, YouTube channel, it was literally the day of New Year's. Uh, it was New Year's Eve. I said, you know what? I don't have a camera. I don't have any equipment. I'm just gonna take my phone and record it in selfie mode. That was with my iPhone 6, I think. And I said, you know what? Whatever. I don't care. It's probably going to look like shit. And I'm just going to do it. I did it. And shoot, all my friends hyped me up. They're like, hey, do another one. Yeah. So I kept doing it. And I was like, oh, shit. You know what? I think I might be good at this. And then I realized that I can record with my photography camera. I was like, oh, hold on. Okay, hold on. Now it's getting serious. Yeah. And I started (laughs) buying equipment and doing all that stuff. But my thing is this, man. If If you have anything, any curiosity is like, Go ahead and do it. Just try it. Try it. What stops you? What people are going to say? Well, let me tell you this. People are going to talk shit regardless if you're doing good or you're doing bad. You do good. People are going to say, oh, um, you know, he cheated his way up there or um, his stuff isn't even that good or this and that. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not made for everyone and not everyone's made for me. Mm-hmm. If you're doing bad, people are going to say, well, I knew he was going to suck. You know, oh, well, that's what we can expect. Like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm here to do things that make me happy. Yeah. And if I can make people happy along the way, hell yeah, I love it. So to me, it's laughter, man. And I love making people smile. You've known this, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know this, man. I like making people smile and I like sharing laughter. And laughter is a beautiful thing, man. It, it makes you happy. Like, come on. So one thing that I would say is, is just that, man. I'm, I'm motivated by my curiosity. I'm curious a lot about knowing how to do things. And I'm just like, damn, I want to learn how to do something. Well, okay, let's give it a try. Nice, nice. So if you guys heard that, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys are taking notes because that's truly inspiring. I'm, I myself, going to re-listen to this podcast. Please do. And make sure that I'm going to be taking notes. Yeah. Definitely. Well, staying on the topic of going all in regardless of what people think or what people may say. In today's world where everyone has access to uh, information, mm. especially in social media, YouTube, you may think that you want to start something or mm-hmm. that idea of like, I want to be uh, the next Rico J or the next Chimmy or the next like Juan James, or I want to do what they are doing. How do you manage to say, you know what? Everyone is doing it. There's still room for one more. Right. Because sometimes we get caught up in, well, everyone's doing it. There's no reason why I should do it now. 
we get so caught up in, well, that that's already being done. I'll leave it for them. Even though inside of me or inside of the person listening to this, they're thinking, well, I want to do a podcast, but everyone's doing it now. So why should I start? Well, I think there's a lot of things that, that come into play when you are doing something like that. The first thing that I think you should think. Wow. Okay. Hold on. The first <laughs> thing that I think you should think is if you want to do it, just do it. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to compare yourself to someone else? Why are you comparing yourself to someone else? Each and every one of us brings something different to the table. Um, me, I, I bring my personality to the table. Um, you, you bring your knowledge. You bring your mm-hmm. your uh, analytical views. <laughs> like you bring that. You always ask me questions that I don't want to answer, and you make me feel uncomfortable sometimes. But you <laughs> you bring that to the table, and you push me out of my comfort zone. So every single one of us has something different to bring to the table. Um, if you start a podcast, it's your podcast to your style, your following people that want to listen to you. Mm-hmm. If I start a podcast, it's my following, but people that want to listen to me cuss because I cuss every other word. And you know that it's annoying, but Hey, that's how I am. I see soy, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I think it's, it's one of those things where it's like, stop thinking that way. It's like, if I ask you, um, do you want a job? Well, not nah, everybody has one already. Right. It's well, like- okay. Then we'll starve. You know, okay. Yeah. Don't do it then. Uh, do you want to buy a new car? Well, no, everybody's buying a new car. Also, you're going to keep driving the rinky-dink car that you're driving that breaks down every two minutes? True. Exactly. So the way that we have to see things is like stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop trying to do or not not stop, stop trying to do, but don't let somebody else's actions limit yours. That's just a limiting belief, bro. That's mm-hmm. just somebody putting applying a limiting belief to themselves. Like, why am I going to stop trying to achieve my dream because 30 million other people are doing it? Of course not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to allow myself to fail. You're already putting yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure if you start thinking that way. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to attempt it. Am I going to be successful? Fuck. I don't know, but I'm going to fucking try. So Uh that's the thing. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. I completely, completely agree with you in the sense of no matter what people are doing, just go out there and do it. Look at Apple, right? Apple is someone that, you know, Microsoft was doing something. Everyone was doing something. Why, why should Apple start? And if, right. it, were, if and if it wasn't because Steve Jobs decided to continue his relentless vision yeah. of you know continuing his company, we wouldn't have the iPhone. We wouldn't have the magical, beautiful laptops. We wouldn't have you know his story. We wouldn't have someone to look up to and say we can continue to strive to become who we are. Right. So I, I completely, completely agree with you, but. You know, what is the importance of being you while you're creating these things? What do you mean? What's the importance of being yeah, you? Yeah, because as you mentioned, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't look at other people's um, success and, and let that shine over you. Right. But also, it's it's easy to get caught up in trying to be someone that you're not. Right. Like you mentioned, just be yourself. Right. People are going to listen to your story. Correct. But we, like, as I mentioned, social media or the news or anywhere you get information from can bombard you and you can start you know directing your yourself into becoming or trying to become someone that you're not right i think that's more of a um that sounds more to me of a of kind of like a uh loss of personality mm-hmm. like if, if you're gonna jump into anything bro you have to understand that and I like to say you have to, but but remember, guys, whoever's listening, don't don't take this as if I'm preaching to you to tell you what to do. Don't, because this is what works for me. 
Um, if it works for you, cool. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. But this is what works for me. You can't allow yourself or you can't you can't base your success on some other man's actions. Like, why am I going to be tr- try to be like somebody else? Why am I going to try to do something like somebody else? Why am I going to try to follow somebody else's footsteps? Like, no. Like, maybe I will take... Maybe I like the way that they did their intro, but guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a little piece of there, and then maybe I like how somebody else did their intro. I'm going to take a little piece there, and maybe this other person is doing this marketing tactic. Oh, I'm going to borrow that over here, Mm -hmm. but why am I going to try to look cookie cutter? Like, you can't do that, man, because when shit hits the fan and when when, when things get really tough, and let's say, for example, if you're copying me and I stop posting, I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do? Mm -hmm. I ran out of uh, ideas to copy, right? Yeah. Just be yourself, man. Just be individual. Be, Be... uniquely you like just be uniquely you be yourself you're going to attract the right people the thing that i tell everyone all the time is that there's enough people out there that want to listen to you you just have to put yourself out there and talk and share and expose yourself right you can't you can't keep we can't compare ourselves to the next man yeah. right one person that i like using as, as an example in this situation here is michael phelps there is an amazing picture of michael phelps racing um, he's swimming and the guy next to him is staring at him the whole time, the whole freaking time he's looking at him because he wants to beat him. Mm-hmm. Michael Phelps is focused on his track. He's staying in his lane, not looking anywhere else. He's focused, eyes on the prize the whole time. Michael Phelps wins. Why? Because Michael Phelps was focused on winning, on one thing, on just one thing. His objective was be me. I don't care about anybody else. Keep grinding, keep, hus- keep hustling. I'll see you at the finish line. Mm-hmm. Right? The guy that was staring at him came in second place. Why? Because he was waiting for Phelps to make that next stride and to make that next, that just to swim faster so that he can keep up instead of focusing on his lane and staying on to what he should be doing and, and, and focusing on himself. He was focusing on another man's success. That's true. And that to me is, is uh, I think it teaches a lesson to a lot of us. Just focus. Be yourself. Be you. Yeah. Come up with your own ideas. Uh, and if you need help from somebody else, ask for the help. Don't be afraid to ask for the help. But make it uniquely yours. Like, may it, put your, add your own flair. You know what I mean? Add your own flair to everything, and and uh, that's how you're gonna attract people. Because if not, imagine how how would you feel if everybody was comparing your work to somebody else's? We're gonna say, oh, that looks exactly like this other person. So that's gonna be like, what the? F-? It's gonna get to you eventually. Like that's gonna suck. So just be uniquely you. That's the only thing I can say, man. Yeah, I. Man, that was that was awesome. That that was. Should we end the podcast here now? Is that is that it? We're done. No, man. No. <laughs> I liked what you said because I myself sometimes find myself in a, in a in a funk of trying to you know figure out who I am, right? And trying to put that uh, to the public and try to share more of who I am, but that that fear still lingers around in my mind and in my brain and sometimes prevents me of, from doing things because right. what are people going to think? Um, are they going to think that I'm copying someone? Are they going to think that I'm doing this because so-and-so is doing it? That That's still sometimes in my mind. But then I have to tell myself it's who cares what people think? Who cares what they say? I, might, I have to just continue to do me, right? Yeah. And just how you mentioned, take a little bit of ideas from everyone. Take everything from a grain of salt and say, okay, I can add my own seasoning yeah. to the steak. I can add my own seasoning to my idea yeah. by looking at everyone else's. I'm gonna compose and compile what makes sense for me. Yeah, yeah, completely. Damn, that was that was awesome. We're gonna end the podcast here. There you go. <laughs> well, I want to touch on this because you just changed careers. 
Well, not careers, not but careers, you just changed companies. Uh, companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and before you did that, man, sitting here with you right now, I can sense a different energy. Yeah. Uh, how was that? It was necessary, bro. That's the that's the that's if I can wrap it all up, it was necessary. Um, a lot of times we beat a dead drum without knowing that it's a dead drum because we hear some sort of noise or we want to think that we hear some sort of noise. Um, I have no negative feelings toward the company that I was with um, because they were great to me while I was there. Well, the first few years they were great to me. Last few years I couldn't say that. Um, but we have to remember that I guess my biggest fear leaving that company was what are they going to think? What is my boss going to mm. think? What are my coworkers going to think? What are my business partners going to think? Are they going to think, oh, this guy couldn't make it or this and that? I said, fuck it. Literally, one day I said, fuck it, dude. I'm not going to deal with that anymore. So I paid attention to a company that was reaching out for me. They were willing to invest in me as much as I was willing to invest in them. And they said, hey, we really want to work with you. Um, This is what you're worth. Or they did not say this is what you're worth. They asked us, what do you think you're worth? I said, this is what it is. They said, we agree with you. Um, They actually added tax to that. And I was like, you know what? Let's work. Let's run. And it feels really good because I'm now working with a team that is truly backing me up and is allowing me to grow, man. I think branding, you know this because I tell mm-hmm. you this all the time, Cruz. Branding is extremely important because you should stand out. We're not selling a, a product. We're not selling a service. We're selling ourselves. Yeah. People are going to do business with you not with a company. Mm-hmm. And when you're not being allowed by a company to brand yourself, that sucks, dude, because then it, it limits you. To, to only them. It's like they have that big thumb over you and it's just not going to allow you to grow. I feel so much better, but I can breathe. I can breathe because I went through so much, bro, so much in the last year and a half. Um, so much was revealed to me and it was just, it was hard, man. It was very hard. I was in a very dark place, very, very dark place. I feel like I went through a fucking depression. Uh, my anxiety came back. By the way, for those of you that don't know, I suffer from anxiety attacks. Um, they It came back, bro, and I was... I was uh, trying to control all of this without going to a doctor because I knew that a doctor was just going to prescribe me pills. I went with a more uh, natural route. I took a natural route and I started um, trying CBD and CBD teas and throwing a little bit of THC in there to help me relax. Extremely, extremely helpful for me. I'm not saying that anybody else should do it, but it just helped me stay sane for, for a while. And, and, um, it just it, it did wonders, man. But it was just a very it was a it was just not the right environment for me, man. I'm telling you like that the depression and anxiety and just feeling like you're not doing enough and and feeling like that hard work that you're doing is not being recognized and just just not seeing the results of all the work you've been putting in day in and day out. You know, bro, 90 percent of the time you would call me. I was working mm-hmm. and I just was not seeing the fruit of my labor. I move over to this new company and boom, I feel like everything's just falling into place. And that's just that's just the Lord speaking to me saying, you're in the right place now. Wow. And that to me is like, damn, I took too long. I took way too long. And I'm telling you, bro, I can breathe again. It feels so good. Wow. It feels so good to be in this position again and and to, to know that shit, oh, we're growing, bro. We're, we're growing yep. and doors are opening and i'm working at a company where they believe in me where i believe in them and the culture is right one thing that is extremely important bro is that working with a company that that has the right culture 
And I'll be very clear about this. I'm not an employee. I'm a partner in the business. I'm a, I'm a contractor for these for this company. So it's like I work on my own, but I work with a team. Mm-hmm. And it just feels good, man, because you walk in. We have our sales meetings. We And it's all like we're pumping each other up. We're like, hell yeah, let's go out. Let's get it. Let's help these families. Let's make these mortgage loans happen. If I don't know how to structure this loan, they're helping me structure it. If they don't know how to structure, I'm throwing in my two cents. And it's just great overall, man. It's just great overall knowledge and just... Um, I'm excited, man, and, and it feels really good. It feels really good to work with a company like this. Oh, man. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, working in an environment where there's growth, where yeah. there's people growing, yeah. and the people are in the same mindset as you are and looking to achieve that level of success, whatever it looks like, yeah. um, it's very important. And I just like you, I'm in the, in the, I'm in the midst of a transition right now of you know companies, yeah. Um, but I, I really, I really agree with you. I yeah. definitely really like agree with you a hundred percent during your hard times, right? What kept you going? What kept you grounded? Were you doing anything else to, you know, compose your mind and say, things are going to look better tomorrow. Things are going to look better at the end of the tunnel. What kept you, you know, grounded for those individuals who suffer from, you know, anxiety for suffer from some sort of depression, or are in, or they feel like they're in the rat hole that they're never gonna get out of. Literally, bro. A lot of times when I was going through tough times, and when I found like I, I felt like I was going through an anxiety attack, it's gonna sound funny, but I would I would look at myself in the mirror and say, "Mama didn't raise a bitch." Literally, that's that's what I would tell myself. And the promises that I've made to my mother, bro, are, are would really drive me to want to grow and and not give up. Um, knowing that my parents moved here from a different country. To give me a better opportunity is what really drives me, bro. It's like, really, dude, you're not going through shit. Yeah. Man the fuck up. That's what I can tell people. Just man the fuck up or woman the fuck up and stop allowing yourself to stay in your room and be sad. Yeah. Don't. And, you know, here's the thing, bro. Nobody knew that I was going through this and nobody checked in on me. Nobody knew that I was going through this. It was really tough, bro. But also going out on walks alone, man, just, just breathing, yeah. going out on walks and telling myself you're destined for greatness you're destined to, to do something big um it was a good feeling man one of the people that i do want to highlight during this process is uh, uh sheena man sheena was there for me a lot sheena was was a very big um a key player in my ability to stay sane too because she would listen to me man um a great great friend man she's she's an amazing amazing human um also my friend sky sky sunner uh-huh. the owner of sam sadikoy liquor that man is insanely insanely i appreciate him so much he would just ask me how are you, you know, just just things like that. He would not let me, uh, and when he would see me down, I feel like I feel like he sensed it, man, because he would he would um he would just kind of hit me up random and just pull me over with him, and I felt like I can vent with him and and talk to him, and and it feels good, man. It feels good, um, and and just that, man, just that. I feel like it was a uh, CBD really helped to relax me. Um, Breathing really helped to relax me. Reminding myself that mama didn't raise a bitch helped me relax me. Um, going out for walks, uh, just breathing and saying that it's okay to take it easy one or two days. That it's okay to not go to work one or two days. That it's okay to not want to do anything and just stay in bed for one day. But the next day getting back up and saying, all right, we suffered yesterday. We fell yesterday. But today we get the fuck back up and we go hit it again. I don't care if I fall tomorrow. But today... I'm going to give it my all. And just being able to do that, that really helped me, bro. Um, and then going back to the Instagram thing, bro, uh, <laughs> my followers, man. There was a few followers on there that actually checked in on me, man. And 
and uh, it was a cool feeling. And it was because I wasn't posting anymore. I wasn't yeah. sharing anything anymore. Um, but it was just that, man. It's just even if you're going through hard times, even if you're going through the anxiety, through the depression, just believe in yourself. Stop and, and breathe and, and tell yourself it's okay. It's okay to suffer a little bit. It's okay to go through bad times. It's okay to admit that you're going through bad times. And it is 100% okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I needed help, but Sheena knew I needed help. And she was there for me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, it's just that. That's what that's what kind of kept me sane, bro. Wow. Well, I want to apologize if I didn't reach out to you. It's good, bro. Um, you know, I, I didn't know. For me, it's more of sometimes people, especially me, when I'm going through things, I like to just be by myself. Yeah. And I think that... I shouldn't think that way for other individuals because right. I don't know what they're going through. Correct. Um, and just hearing you right now, seeing your body language, how you got, you know, remembering those moments, it, it kind of hit me. Uh, what, yeah. what kind of friend was I? Not being there, not reaching out, not checking in. Um, and if, you know, you ever do need anything, you always know you can pick up the phone and yeah. give me a call, just a vent. Uh, and, you know, we're here, bro. I'm, I'm your brother. And, and as a brother, I, I want to apologize. No, it's good, bro. And, and it's something that I don't feel like it's something you have to apologize, bro. But I appreciate it and yeah. I accept your apology. But I don't feel like it's something that you have to apologize for because I was not open about it. Mm-hmm. I actually closed myself and I wasn't around a lot at all. I didn't see you for a long time, bro. So it was like I didn't see a lot of my friends. And um, it was me. I, I pushed myself out because I knew that I wasn't there. And the thing with me is this, I think this way, man, and, and it's it's the wrong way to think. And I realized that going through this, uh, when you're going through bad times or when I was going through bad times, I want to be alone because I don't want to give that energy off. But that's when you need to be around your people mm-hmm. the most. Yeah. I didn't know that, but now I know it, bro. And Sheena taught me that, bro. That's when you need your people the most. That's when you need the hug, bro. That's when you need somebody to be there for you. I didn't know that, though. So it's not something that like you did wrong or that any of my friends did wrong, bro. It's just I didn't allow you guys to to get a feel for how I really was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, it's like that, man. It's just, it's not, it's not even anything that I hold against you or against any of my friends, bro. It's, I didn't allow you guys to know that I wasn't doing okay. My excuse was I'm busy. My excuse was I'm working. And I was working and I was busy. But there was days where I was at home and I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. But I was working. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm glad we're having this conversation. I'm glad we're listening to this because hopefully someone who is going through this today, maybe it's your friend, maybe it's your mom, maybe it's your dad, maybe it's someone close to you that you haven't heard from and you're thinking that they're doing well, that they're busy, especially in today's world, we throw that phrase, we're busy. But yeah. we're, I feel that sometimes it's a disguise to truly hide ourselves from the world and from truly um, hiding our feelings and our emotions from individuals. We yeah. tend to say we're busy. So if that is someone that you haven't talked to that it's dearest to your heart i advise you don't be me reach out to them they need you yeah. and they they need you in their life so it's like check in on you even on your strongest homies even on yeah. the ones that even on the ones that look happy check in on them because a lot of times they're hiding something behind that yeah. smile believe me i've been there i agree i agree man so uh what a great way to wrap this up but before we do what i like to do in this podcast is ask one question my yeah. final question What's is up? uh what uh, fragrance are you wearing? What fragrance? I'm am just I kidding. Wearing? That's not no. the question. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was gonna say uh, bo body odor. <laughs> no, what um. Así huelo. <laughs> what legacy do you want to leave behind? What legacy do I want to leave behind? Uh, 
what legacy do I want to leave behind? I want people to remember me as the person that never left with the what if. I want people to remember me. And the legacy that I want to leave behind is that we can all do it. If a kid that comes from the hood, from uh, for those of you that live in Oxford and really know what's up with South Oxford, <laughs> I grew up in Terrace Avenue. If I came up out of there and I'm doing okay and I'm doing all right and I'm striving for more, and that means that you can do it too. I want to show people that we can do it. Si se puede, bro. We can yes. do it. And I want to show people that if I can do it, so can they. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the legacy I want to leave behind. And believe in yourself, bro. Believe in yourself. Dream. Be happy. Live life, bro. Because esta vida es prestada, bro. We're not, we're not here forever, bro. Mm-hmm. We're here for a good time. Yes. That's true. Well, there you have it, guys. Go and find this guy on all social platforms. Uh, follow him. He's always dropping some amazing quotes, uh, some amazing stories. And for you guys that are new listeners to this, please subscribe. I'm looking to drop a podcast. If it's every Tuesday or every other Tuesday where I bring guests who are looking to become better, who are looking to strive to become the best version that they can. And here's a man that is doing that every single day, not just because he's my friend, not just because he's my brother, but is someone that I truly value and someone that I look up to and respect. Um, So yeah, guys, uh, hit that subscribe button and rate this and catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much. Peace. Peace.